Alternative Radio. Pre-roll time. You know the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing and the Inked Marketing crowdfunded comic for this here episode. Well, it's going to go to Tiki Zombie. Ten years ago, the first fan-tiki-tastic issue of Tiki Zombie was published by New Legend Productions. To celebrate the milestone, Michael Gordon and Peter Cutler are publishing a comic featuring all-new material. That's the same creative team, people. So what the hell is Tiki Zombie? You, you, you recognize Tiki Zombie if you saw him for sure. Tiki Zombie is a comic depicting the adventures of a cursed undead lounge owner named Tiki Z and his crew of the mysterious island of Mugabali. Mm-hmm. Take one ounce of childish humor, add one ounce of silly satire, and mix with fruity syrupy passion, Saturday morning suspense, mythical mayhem, and a dash of sweet tropical vibes. Make sure to leave out all the bitters, shake it up and strain into sequential panels, and serve with a stunningly sumptuous cover. The concoction is so powerful, most establishments will not serve an individual more than two, but we encourage you to order as many as you can handle. Mm-hmm. Tiki Zombie, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for this one. Um, it's a project we love on Kickstarter, so yeah, just go to uh, inked.pub slash Tiki Zombie and uh, secure your copy today. Um, <laughs> and it's... Oh, it's right up my alley, people. It looks like a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And um, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a memorable character. If you've been in, around in comics at all within the past decade, you've you've seen Tiki Zombie. So, uh, yeah, get on it. Once again, it's inked.pub slash Tiki Zombie. to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 351. The 351st episode of the Cheers to Comics Podcast will be a creator corner, and the creator that I cornered on this episode is uh, none other than Leslie Julian. Oh yes, Leslie Julian, co-creator of the comic Savage Wizards, and uh, I gotta say, this is going to be on Kickstarter here, if, 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 I believe it's up now as we speak, if not here in the, the coming hours, um, very, very soon. So I urge you, before we even dive into this conversation, to head on over to Kickstarter, check out Savage Wizards, and uh, yeah, because we're going to talk all about it. We're going to talk all about it, but before we talk all about it, i got to tell you about Nerds Forever. Uh, 307nerdsforever.com is... Uh, it's it's crept up into my uh, well, into my hmm most beloved places to get comics list. I didn't even know I was making that list, but uh, Nerds Forever, and that's what made me realize it. Cause I mean, the, 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 when you when you're searching for just top tier quality uh, customer service and um, prices, <laughs> then, then yeah, I mean even picks, even picks. You go to eBay and there's stuff stuff on eBay. You know you gotta pay extra, or, I mean, over cover price for it. It may be sold out at Midtown, or at Mile High, or everywhere else. But, I mean, 307nerdsforever.com, they may very well have exactly what you're looking for for cover price, because uh, that's just how they do it over there. So, yeah, I, I gotta I gotta urge you 
got to urge you. And then when you head on over to 307nerdsforever.com, remember at checkout, use code CHEERS to save yourself 10%. That's right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's on top of already amazing choices and savings and deals and um, the shipping and everything about Nerds Forever is just top tier. So um, I, I, I really... I really do uh, urge that you, you check them out. 307nerds4, the number 4ever.com. 307nerds4ever.com. Now, uh, without any further ado, I bring to you my conversation with uh, the man, one of the men behind the comic that is Savage Wizard, Leslie Julian. All right, Leslie, how you doing, man? Good. Yourself? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. And I say it every time. I'm even more excited than I was 10 minutes ago because it's time to talk comics, man. I love this. I love this <laughs> part in the week. It's uh, it's exciting stuff. I know we've been going back and forth for a little bit. I've had this on my calendar for a little while, so I'm I'm glad the day is finally here because I know you sent me these preview yeah, pages of Savage Wizard. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. yeah, you had me with the previews, that's for sure. So, um. Before we get into uh, what, what you came here to talk about, though, Savage Wizard, I want the, the, the listeners to know a little bit more about who you are as a uh, creator, where you come from, your background in comics and all that good stuff. So, I mean, I got to start with the, the most basic question. I mean, when did comics jump into your life? Um, I mean, I had probably like, you know, one or two like random comics I got as a kid. I got like a random X Factor comic as a kid. I think I even had like a random uh, Archie Ninja Turtles but I didn't really read a ton of comics growing up just because they were, uh, you know, at least for my family, kind of pricey. I mm-hmm. actually started reading um, a lot more comics uh, in college. And so uh, I've always been a big uh, Ninja Turtles fan, but I, I think it might have either been the start of the Dreamwave run was when I started um, getting more serious in comics. And also um, Brian K. Vaughn's uh, Runaways, I think, was really what kind of started getting me just more active in uh, reading comics, like his stuff like Runaways and Why Last Man just had me like, like, whoa, like finally, yeah, just immersing myself a lot more to comics. And so uh, at that time, uh, college, I was reading uh, just uh, so much more. And um, it wasn't until a little bit later, I actually started um, writing some for myself, uh, my girlfriend, wife now, uh, was doing a lot of short um, story writing and I was uh, doing it alongside her and uh, I had an idea and she said, why don't you make that into comic? You're always doing comics. I was like, I don't know how. And I was like, Hey, I should probably figure that out. And so I went online and, and used a lot of resources and I, I figured some things out and I turned uh, one of my short stories on um, life at dusk into my first ever comic. I think that was back in 2014. And, um, from there, I uh, I started doing things like uh, comics experience. I did that for a little bit, okay. and also I found a little online group called um, the Comic Jam, uh, and I started working on um, basically short one pagers, and uh, so kind of just uh, building my portfolio. I did a lot of um, random uh, one pagers with them. They um, pair an artist or, and a writer together each week, and they kind of give them a random prompt. So um, it's a, a really fun way to cut your teeth because. Uh, uh, if you're you know, not, uh, I guess, too used to the writing process, it, it's kind of tough to put together a, a, a succinct and complete story in, in one page. So it was difficult at the time, but a lot of fun. And from there, I kind of went from you know, like four-page minis to you know eight-page uh, to a little bit longer. Um, my longest work previous to 
uh, Savage Wizard was um, a collaboration I did with uh, Sam Owen, Ghost Gauntlet. And that was a ton of fun. We put that together um, for SPX uh, 2019. And uh, just because I, I managed to get in somehow and I was feeling some big imposter syndrome. I was like, I need a new comic before I <laughs> go table at this convention. So I, I came up with a crazy idea and Sam loved it when we put together this comic that I, I still love a ton. And uh, kind of from there, uh, I slowly got introduced into the larger comic scene, uh, thanks to my uh, co-writer, Doug Wood. And uh, we started collaborating together and uh, kind of here we are for uh, Savage Wizard. Yeah, that, 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 that's awesome, man. I, I like how it started. I, I'm kind of similar in the same way. with like uh, comics weren't, uh, I always enjoyed comics as a kid, but buying them, I mean, things were expensive. You, even when they're only $2 a piece, like right. your parents aren't going to buy, my parents weren't going to buy me a $2 yeah, magazine exactly. that I was going to rip up. I mean, right. yeah, it's, I had three little brothers as well. So, I mean, yeah, no, it's, but when you get to that point where you, you are able to, you know, have your own, your own funds to, to back this, you know, you're in college now and then all of a sudden, okay, now you start finding what you actually like and you're opened up to this whole new world. And so you went from, you know, X-Men and X-Factor and stuff like that to more of the indie stuff, the, the not superhero stuff, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Brian K. Vaughn type of situation. And I mean, that's, you were exposed to this, this, all of it, it seems like a, a good portion of both sides, you know, the, the broadness of the industry and, um, mm -hmm. I, I love the fact that it was uh, your, your, your girlfriend, you say, you know, wife now that um, is the one that just kind of like brought up making comics. You know, that's that's not I've, I've done a lot of these interviews. I could actually say you're the hundred and first person that I've talked to now. And no one said, hey, my wife told me to make comics. So, I mean, it's everybody's story is so ah, I, I love it, man. Uh, what, what, what type of uh, short stories were you writing at the time? I mean, to, together. Or, I mean, I guess not necessarily together, but side mm -hmm. by side right so uh I, it's kind of similar to that um comic jam group that i, I ended up joining was pretty much uh we would come up with a random prompt each week and we would just put together something random so that um that first a comic slash a short story of mine um life at dust pretty much the prompt for that was write a supernatural story and i came up with this story uh about a guy who is um suicidal and he is basically forced to live uh, by an emt who's a little bit over overzealous and there's a little um twist at the at the end but it, it has this um su supernatural element so it's like i got you know these just fun and random uh prompts that yeah just really sparked my imagination uh, in terms of storytelling because uh, prior to that it kind of had been a while since i had written anything for myself but i had always grown up yeah drawing stuff and making up stories for myself so it was kind of fun to get that those wheels turning again and then yeah um in a combination of writing those short stories and just reading the comics i was reading i was like man i, I want to do this again i want to create i want to make stuff well uh so y you have this this first idea in your head for the, your, your first, what was the name of the first one again the first comic life at dusk life at dusk mm -hmm. um what did you have a specific uh, art style that you wanted for this? Or did you just kind of, you know, I'm going to call out to a few artists and whatever looks best we'll go with? Or, I mean, talk about that a little bit because it's your, your first story. And, I mean, I right. can imagine how grueling that process could be. Yeah, that was uh, a little overwhelming because I, I didn't quite know what I wanted. I was uh, kind of, I think I hopped around on some artist websites. I think it was like digital webbing at the time. And it pretty much kind of gave a quick little synopsis of the story. 
and uh, uh, kind of put some feelers out. And I didn't get a, a ton of hits, but I, I did get a few people who are interested. And uh, uh, so there's two takes of it uh, because I actually kind of revamped it more recently. I, I wrote this story a while ago and um, I would say that I was, it's, it's very interesting my evolution. Like I would say I was a lot more heavy handed. I mean, a lot of writers I think are when they start in the beginning. So I was like, this is how it needs to look, you know, and mm -hmm. maybe not necessarily as uh, collaborative uh, in that first run, the first for uh, the first artist I worked with. So he had a little bit more of a classic style. And at the time I was reading a lot of um, web comics as well. So I think I had him do it like uh, one long, uh, like um, horizontal okay. comic, which uh, definitely doesn't read as well now. Um, mm -hmm. But so like I said, I've, I've revamped it uh, more recently and, uh, you know, I, I made it more for print now, but I think before, especially getting into comics initially, I was um, kind of afraid of print things. So I, I was not um, as concerned with um, uh, how things would look printed. And so I was uh, just more so like making the thing and getting it out into the internet to be small and never be seen mm -hmm. again, you know? Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, no, that, that's awesome, man. I love it. I love it. So let's, uh, let, let, well, let's, let's talk about, savage wizard now i mean mm -hmm. you you got uh life at dusk under your belt you got a comic and now you're you're, you're bringing savage wins wizard to kickstarter uh, the, i mean mm -hmm. uh, that's that's i think as this episode goes up um the 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 uh, campaign will just be launching i believe okay so yep. yeah no it'll uh it'll be going live that's for sure so um yeah no uh Talk about Savage Wizard. I mean, I, you know, the differences between that and Life at Dusk. And let, let, let's start there um, before we actually get into Savage Wizard. Just kind of what you've learned. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah, totally. So um, Life at Dusk, like I said, I wrote back in 2014 or 2015, uh, thereabouts. And um, yeah, I've definitely written, uh, you know, a lot of stuff in between. But I mean, Life at Dusk is a lot more of a, a serious comic. And um I feel like with Savage Wizard and even stuff I've been doing recently, I've been I've been trying to have a lot more fun with comics, not being so unnecessarily like a, a talking heads type thing. I mean, uh, I, I think I did kind of have a little bit of that at, at the start of my uh, career, you could say. And so Savage Wizard is it's an action comedy. Uh, it, it's got the both parts. Uh, it's over the top. It's uh, it's brutal. But I mean, we we poke fun at the main character and we just have have a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's kind of how I alluded to before. I think I've just learned so much more about the, uh, the collaborative process of comics. And I mean, this, there's no better example for that than this, which is co-written with um, my co-writer, Doug Wood, and uh, with a huge um, input from um, our, the artist, uh, Brian Flint. Yeah, well, let's... Uh... So talk about finding um, uh, Brian Wood as your your, your co writer Brian, on this. Brian yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, co writers Doug Wood. Uh, Doug Wood. Artist. There we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> how did you find Doug? Because this guy already has some stuff under his belt. I mean, is this just part of being once you're in? I mean, the, the community is small. A lot of people don't realize how small the comic yeah, book community is. really is. I mm -hmm. mean, you could be a little fish and bump into a big fish anytime. I mean, it's <laughs> everybody's in that same barrel, though. It doesn't matter. That's what I love about this industry, man. So true. But uh, so, yeah, how, how did how did you bump into uh, Doug? So um, I would say after the comic jam, I kind of moved across country and I wasn't writing so much at the time. And because uh, I, I just had a kid, I was like trying to figure out my writing schedule and everything. 
and so uh, after about I would say like a year and a half or so of hiatus, I started um, looking around for like um like a comic like discords just to kind of get uh, more into the community. And I must have been posting some stuff in that Discord, and uh, Doug saw some of my comics, and I was like, "Hey, I like your stuff. You want to collaborate?" I was like, uh, sure, I guess. Like, I had never co-written anything, so I was a little terrified, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, two writers uh, going together can maybe be a recipe for disaster. It absolutely right. can. Yeah, no, yeah. you recognize that early. That's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, luckily, I, I want to say it's been a pretty smooth process. Like, we haven't stepped on each other's toes. It's been really fluid. But, yeah, basically, Doug approached me, and uh, through that time we were collaborating, yeah, he... Uh, was able to put together Ultramax and uh, have that picture picked up by Action Lab. And then uh, he also did the uh, Project Big Hype uh, anthology. I'm not sure you're familiar with that, but he also put that together. So Doug's, no, Doug, Doug just makes things happen. And me, I, I think I sometimes have that problem of being a perfectionist and, and Doug can really just kind of uh, give me a push in the back to, to make things happen. So that's the great thing about our um, collaborative um, relationship, sorry, relationship also. That's awesome. Um, so who, who uh, came up with the, uh, the, the, the idea, okay, we're going to do a, a fantasy book. I mean, was, was this something that we just, you guys put your heads together on or he approached you with this, I, uh, this specific idea or did he approach you and say, I want to write something. Let's come up with something together. So, yeah, he said like, let's come up with something together. Awesome. And I would say it is kind of, uh, you could almost say this is inspired by him in a larger sense because um. Uh, I saw a tweet he had put out about um, Pitch Fimber, and I never heard about it at the time. But basically, Pitch Fimber is similar to like Drawtober for artists, where um, writers are supposed to come up with like a pitch or like a, a long line every day. And so I I saw that tweet of his, and I was like, "Hey, that sounds cool. I'm going to do that." And so I started coming up with ideas, and um, I wrote a bunch of them uh, down, like Google Keep or something. And then when he came to me, and we were kind of spitballing ideas to each other we're going back and forth and stuff and like you know done like this and like that and then i threw um this one to him the just the, the basic tiny little idea of, of savage wizard that you know isn't what it is now but i threw that idea to him and he's like whoa like let's work on this like this sounds like fun that's awesome man that's awesome so i mean I, let, let, tell us what savage wizard is man we've been i've been dancing around it the whole time <laughs> just building it up but uh j- so let the listeners know what the hell Savage Wizard is, because I mean, like I said, you 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 just sent me the material and I was sold. But they, the the listeners don't have this material, so right. I mean, let let's hear your pitch, man. This is awesome. So Savage Wizard is pretty much like, hey, what if Conan Barbarian was forced to be a wizard? Like this is a guy who is uh, forced to be, you know, out of his element and uh, do something that he hates and. Uh, there's just a lot of comedy and and action that we were able to to pack in this, you know. That, that, that's uh, see, and that, that's it's always going to be a, a big draw for me. I mean, you you put a Conan type of uh, character in a comedic setting, and mm-hmm. I want to. I mean, like I I've got barbaric on my wall here, man. I, I'm I'm all into that type of stuff. I love it, and I mean, it even says on here but, uh, for fans of um what skull kicker savage sword yeah head lopper barbaric like just all of this all of the good stuff man so i'm i'm into it for sure so uh i mean uh, talk a little bit about uh i mean coming up with the coming up with this character i mean what, what i mean obviously other than the fact that he's trying to be a wizard i mean what differences between him and like a conan type of character like personality wise 
So uh, I would say, you know, I haven't done a ton of Kona reading now. Okay. Doug is a, a bit more of the fan in that respect, but uh, just uh, I would say that general impression you get is like, you know, Conan's this really serious guy and our main character, Renar, is like, you know, very much the opposite in that respect. He, he's a goofball. Mm. He, he's a silly guy. He's getting his butt kicked at, at times, you know, and we just have a lot of fun with his his size because he's, he's a huge dude. We um, modeled uh, both the uh, kind of main characters after um, wrestlers. And so, like they they have that huge like wrestler physicality around them. I dig it, man. I dig it. And seriously, I'm looking at the art on here, and you know, I got some preview pages, and uh, Brian Flint is an absolute beast. Like the 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 uh, my preview pages here, I have no story. I just I just have art, and I'm 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 100 fine with that. I'm not complaining. But my point is, is that the art in itself is doing a good job of telling the story. I mean, it's uh, you, you get a good idea of what what what's to come. I mean, I don't know exactly what's coming, but obviously some shit, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, this is a whew, it, all, it starts out violent and it's it's action packed and I mean, the the line work in this, man, is fantastic. Yeah. It is a uh, is is Brian also doing all the colors to this as well or will it be colored? Oh, this is it's gonna be a black and white book. Nice, man. Right on. See, a lot of yeah. times I, I'm I'm not a fan of that, but with this, I'm I I actually think that this would do better as just a black and white book. Um, I I, I think color would probably muddy this up because there's so much attention to detail in this line work. So yeah, no, I'm <laughs> artistically this book is going to uh, thrive. I know that uh, this is. Jesus, yeah, man. Brian. Brian is incredible. I mean, his line work is so clean and it's like incredibly detailed. Like the like, if you zoom in, like just the amount of detail, the amount of people he gets into like these panels is just un unreal. Like, I mean, when we were first getting pages back from him, our jaws dropped. Like, even like from from the, his pencils, it's like, how are you doing all this? You know, like we we say like, yeah, like he's a wizard. Like, it's incredible what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times in, in uh, like certain panels that I'm looking at here, uh, you know, if you're drawing like a, a crowd of heads, you know, towards the back, it just kind of become like little blurry balls or whatever, because mm -hmm. I mean, no, no, not That's at strange. all. I mean, you can see facial expressions in the back row and the back row isn't three, you know, orcs deep. It's <laughs> a dozen or so. I mean, it's uh, the the detail in this is really it's 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 unmatched. I can't think of any anything i could really hold a candle to i mean this is this is amazing so i mean you 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 hit a home run by uh finding your artist how did you find brian so um i mentioned the comic jam earlier mm -hmm. um brian and doug were also both members i think i was in this at the same time as brian but doug i think popped in a little bit later but basically um i saw brian in the group i never had a chance to collaborate with him it was always kind of like a random process you throw names in the hat and people are paired that way so i love brian's art but we never got the chance to collaborate when i was in i think maybe about 2017 or so and then so when we're looking for an artist uh i thought of a couple names but um after we kind of had a better uh picture of our main character and everything like i was like oh my gosh like brian would be amazing for this i um had saw some of his art that's a little bit similar but it, it's just yeah uh, this is on a different level but like it just matches like so well in terms of yeah that those crisp black and whites and just like like I said, those, he can draw like big bulky guys like so well 
then yeah i think we made the, the right choice for sure uh, yeah i i would say so i i'm really excited to see you know like how how, uh, how it plays into the uh the, the comedic factors of this because i'm seeing a whole lot of action right now you know a lot of times mm -hmm. You're gonna need lines, um, you know, you, you, where you come in to get that uh, right. the, the, that that comedic twang that I'm uh, searching for. So I, I mean, I could definitely see some panels in here where I could. Mm, no, I'm looking at a couple already where I can already see the, the his ability to show comedy shine mm -hmm. as well. Uh, the, the, this uh, this orc looking creature on this throne here. I have a feeling there's there's some yeah no i don't know i'm not <laughs> you see yeah yeah there we go <laughs> yeah i had a feeling um yeah. no I, I dig it man i dig it so you decided to take this to kickstarter then um mm -hmm. so uh talk about your campaign a little bit um what were you launching the 15th i believe mm -hmm. yep two days all right now. so yeah well what are your plans for the campaign you're doing 30 days and uh mm -hmm. yeah did you, I, i'm looking at your uh your 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 list of uh tiers here and uh you got you got some good. This is actually a highly a highly affordable book. You know, I, I see it all too often where people want to see a nine dollar physical copy. That that's that's on point, man. That that is on point. I, yeah. I all too we, we often try to definitely mm -hmm, have that in mind because yeah, I've been that same way. It's like oh, I want to back this book, and unfortunately, you know, your budget can't always allow it. So we definitely, you know, we wanted to. I mean, there's you know a convergence between obviously profit but also you're trying to you know make sure people can actually uh, afford to, to pay for a book so uh, I, I think we hopefully hit uh, the nail on the head with uh, where we priced it yeah no I, I would say so this is definitely one of the more affordable uh, kickstarters that I'm gonna back um, or ever have backed because I mean I, all too often I, I mean I, there'll, there'll be a book that I really want to back but in my head I'm thinking I don't I wouldn't pay $25 if this had a Marvel title and it was a one in 25 you know like there's just I'm mm -hmm. I'm really frugal. That's why I have a lot of comics is because I'm frugal with them. I don't. Uh, so it's mm -hmm. uh, uh, to, to, to see another uh, another person. I, like I said, you come from that background of you weren't able to afford comics as a kid. So here you are making sure that people mm -hmm. can afford your comics, because I'd rather have a thousand people reading my nine dollar book than a hundred people reading my forty dollar book. You know, yeah. it's it, it, I don't know, man. It's, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough for creators, you know, you're, I mean, definitely, I mean, the majority of this is making sure Brian gets paid because, I mean, his art is amazing and he deserves every penny. So, I mean, the majority of this is uh, making sure that he's getting paid and we tried to structure things where it made sense, you know, financially for the book itself, but also for um, potential readers. So yeah, hopefully uh, people can agree on that. But I know, you know, indie big books can sometimes, especially, you know, Kickstarter feel you know, maybe obviously a little bit pricier than something you might find in a shop, but it's because, you know, we're taking a lot more of that, that cost. And, oh, yeah. Uh, a publisher, you know. Oh, 100%. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a $25 no. physical Kickstarter book. I mean, no. I, I have those too. But uh, the, it's just, it's nice to see that y y you do offer that, you know. I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, and to know that the majority of this is going just to make sure that your artist gets paid. I mean, that, that, that says a lot in itself as well. You know, I mean, you, you want your stuff to get out there. You want people to read the book more than, you know, to make sure you don't have to work for a month. So you can, you know, write more comics. I mean, that, that, right. it says a lot of, about your character as a, as a creator. I mean, these, these are the reasons why I do these, these types of conversations. Cause I, I want to know who the hell's creating my books too, man. And, uh, mm -hmm. 
you're somebody that I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to follow. That's for sure, Leslie. I, I think we, uh, I, I, I like the background that you come from. I, I relate to that. And it, it, it's translating into your work here, man. It really is. Um, so I, I, I have to ask, cause there's, a, there's a, there's a lot of nerds out there listening, man. Um, when, when you're doing a, a book set in this setting, like a fantasy type of world, you know, I get a real RPG esque type of vibe because essentially it's a barbarian that needs to convert classes to a wizard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds like a D and D quest on its own. Like that, 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 <laughs> like that, that sounds pretty amazing. So yeah. I mean, are, are you? Uh, are, did did you ever get into the role playing at all? I mean, it's funny. I, I never grew up doing anything. Uh, and uh, like I said, we we scripted this about two years ago or so. But I actually only got into D and D pretty recently. I've been playing yeah. a, a campaign for a little bit now. Have a little level four rogue <laughs> right on, <laughs> in right my on. campaign, but uh, it didn't come into scripting this at all because, uh, yeah, I didn't start until a lot more recently. So it is fun. Uh, this, this questions kind of come up a little bit in some interviews, but yeah, it's sadly, uh, no, uh, maybe so- it'll influence us in the later issues, but uh, no, it didn't have any direct influence. Uh, well, that, I actually enjoy that answer because I mean, what to me the way I see it is, is it got you into something. Writing this comic got you into uh, like wanting to do it. Like you, you take this seriously enough to where you want to say, okay, I want to know what this fantasy world is about on a different level. And I, I don't know, man. I, I think that's that's a testament to your character as well. Because I mean, sure, I could, it could, you could say, yeah, no, I never really got into D and D, but I'm making a fantasy book, and it's one thing you know no one's gonna get mad at you for it and if they are then they're petty but to say that i've never played D and i'm making a fantasy book and now i want to play D and i got a level four rogue and i'm excited like you lit up i know that this, this isn't a video type of podcast or yeah so the listeners can't see your face light up when i mentioned <laughs> it so i yeah um it just it, it speaks volumes um as to uh Oh, how how seriously you are taking this this project? Um, and uh, man, I, I don't know, man. I it really does have me excited. I, I'm this is what these yeah. these conversations are for for sure. Um, man, uh, so do you have any uh, type of uh, possible stretch goals lined out just in case you start? skyrocketing past your goals we do we definitely want to uh stay quiet about that just in case uh it doesn't okay. happen but we have one or two that we, awesome. we have uh, planned if uh yeah we do get uh well past um our, our funding goal that's awesome see that that gives people uh incentive and hope you know i mean even if yeah. it's not <laughs> disclosed it's still that that what i mean i wonder what it could be. i think that's probably even better just to keep it hush hush too just I see a lot of campaigns run very successive, successfully off that. You don't know what's coming, but you're gonna want to. You're gonna want to know. You're gonna want to learn when it's time. Yeah, so. I, I'm hoping people do. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any of? Uh, um, I mean, maybe I don't. I don't want to give away any of your uh, stretch goals, but do you have any other artists lined up for maybe some covers? Because this feels like it has a million potential possibilities as far as uh amazing cover art through this this is so we we ran into um some issues in terms of um other covers but we do have um some really cool um artists that will be um doing some mini prints uh, oh nice them, i think what you see in the tears so we're excited to show those off which is yeah gonna be really soon but yeah i think we have some awesome um mini prints that people are gonna really enjoy i think that see i like that i like that idea too because you know i mean covers cost way more money than being able to produce these mini prints i mean for both 
I mean, you, the creator, and I, the consumer. So and I, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with doing mini prints at all. As a matter of fact, I'd actually I wouldn't mind seeing more of that because there, there's campaigns I follow and, you know, there's a million great covers coming out for it. But you got to oh, you have to be on the $60 tier to be able to. You know, I don't know. It's. And it makes yeah, it rough. It but meanwhile, it's like, I just want that art on my wall, man. I just want to put that right. on my wall. Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I, I'm already going to have it. I don't need to read that one. I just want the cover. And so I I, I, I like what you're doing there, man. I think that's a, I think that's a smart move. Uh, this is, I don't know, man. This is, I, I, I like, I think this campaign is going to do very well. I look forward to seeing what these stretch goal announcements I, I, are going to be. Feeling- pretty confident that people are going to gravitate towards this. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously there isn't a ton of story that's going to get revealed, but like just Brian's art sucks people in time and time again, you know, shooting out um, emails for promotion and are just, you know, what we have a tease. It's like, you know, people tend to react the same way. So I'm, I'm super excited to, uh, for that to, to really launch um, on the 15th. And yeah, I think people are going to love uh, what we have to offer. I dig it, man. There's no doubt about that. You'll definitely have my backing. That's for sure. And I think I have a few that. listeners that are, that'll probably be into this as well. I, I, I'm certain of it. So I, I, I dig this, man. I think that, uh, I think your future is bright in comics, Leslie. I do. Uh, it's, it's good to see another, uh, uh, just another badass creator on the rise, man. I think so once, much, once man. no, really, I, I, I do. I, I mean, your, your ability to attract uh, incredible talent says a lot about you as, an artist because great talent like Brian Flint and I mean Doug Wood already doing things. I the, there's creators one, once they get their foot in the door they're, they're going to be pulled from all these different directions all the way. So to be able to you know be the one that they you know to be the direction that they choose. I don't know. I I, I, don't know, I would imagine their vetting process. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, turn down their vetting process. I think they did all right, man. I all said. Dude, you're you're gonna kill it, Leslie. I know you are, man. Um, I, do you uh, do you have social media where people can follow you, stay updated yeah, with all of this? Totally. You can find me on uh, Twitter at l e s w r t e, so that's less right. And uh, uh, Instagram, you can find me l e s underscore w r i t e. Awesome, sweet. Um, well, brother, I'll let you get back to it. I know that you, you know, creators are busy people. Um, uh, man, I, I really look forward to being updated throughout this this uh, campaign. And um, yeah, no, you'll see my backing come the fifteenth. And uh, thanks so much. Oh, I'm excited to get this episode out, man. I really am. People need to know about this. So, all right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I have a film. We'll talk soon. Yeah, totally. This has been a lot of fun. So, thanks for having me on today. Sure thing, man. All right, you take care. You too. Hello, I am Christy. And I'm Leighton. And together we are a new podcast on whiskey tasting called Married Married Mash. Mash. Where we discuss life, family, and pretty much anything. Yep, and Leighton brings a new whiskey for me to try. Will we clink it? Or will we sink it? Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And remember, always drink responsibly. Indeed. (laughs) 
Well, there you have it, episode 351 in the books. Another creator has been cornered. Leslie Julian, you will know his name. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, the, the, this this Kickstarter, Savage Wizards. It sounds like a fun concept. A neat little twist. Gotta love a class change, people. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Um, I gotta remind you, as always, to uh, if you are a creator out there looking to dip your hand into the, the crowdfunding world and you don't know where to start, that's where Inked Marketing comes in. I gotta, uh, I gotta tell you all about. Well, I gotta tell you where to find Inked Marketing, and uh, from there I'll tell you all about it. But um, <laughs> there's a lot to it, people. It's a, it's it's an amazing thing. I don't even know where to begin. It's it's, it's not it's not like anything. It's hard to compare it to something, you know. There, there's, there's, sure, it's advertising and whatnot, but this is, this is directed towards, oh man, I don't know, creator-owned projects, man, and the, the success rate is just phenomenal. So once again, Inked Marketing, long-time sponsor of the show, and of course, Nerds Forever, 307nerdsforever.com. Or if you just so happen to be passing through Newcastle, Wyoming, make sure you stop, and. Uh, Tell Tarl I said hello, and uh, yeah, get you some, get you some bargains, some good deals, some amazing stuff. So uh, yeah, nerds forever, baby. And uh, um, as always, you know, check out CheersToComics.com. It is your one-stop shop for Cheers to Comics content, and a store is still under construction. So stay tuned for all of that. I can't wait to make that official announcement so uh yeah even if you're looking for your youtube videos or maybe you like to get i don't know just anything anything all of the content your blogs your episodes that's all of it all of it's there cheers to comics.com so uh there you go people remember to leave the reviews on Podchaser and itunes and uh i will uh Huh. I, I, I'll talk to you the next time there's things about comics to talk about. I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, you fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, this is Ed Brisson, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast, the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because The Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. You just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. Hmm. 
And do not forget to follow The Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is The Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, The Apocalypse is sure to have something for you.